All right, That's just so you guys know, I am completely and utterly. I just, I'm on a, I'm on a CC's high right now. I just had so much fucking CC's pizza. I just, I feel good about myself. <laughs> Hunter's not here, by the way. I was, wait, how do you know he's not here? Uh, he said while you were deafened, he said he would be right back. Oh, that son of a bitch. That's why I come to his house and eat his food. Well, I kind of want to wait for him to be here before I go live, so at least he knows I'm live. Well, I guess it doesn't really matter, huh? Either way. Yeah. Well, I just want to say, fuck you, Hunter. Welcome, guys, to The Force Unscripted. May the Force be with you. It's your boy, Nikita, here, back with the second episode of our second season, episode 10. And today is very special, very special indeed, because we have an amazing guest with us today. He goes by Rampage Reviews, and if you check out his YouTube channel, he does amazing reviews over the Star Wars books. And you guys know I'm a, I'm a big fan of books. Winchy is also a big fan of the Star Wars novels too. But Rampage excels. He's doing them in, I think he's doing them in chronological order, right, Rampage? Yep, that's right. I, uh, I'm still early on in the in the in the pathway here, but. Yeah, it's and I'm meshing legends and canon chronologically, like uh, along the timeline that's defined in both legends and canon timelines. So, and then you know, talk about how if those things can mesh, if it were needed to, if they're going to pull from legends, so that kind of thing. You know what? I had never thought about doing the books like that. I see. I'm I'm about myself. I'm about ninety percent done with legends, and I told myself I was like, I'm not going to read a single canon book until I finish everything in this timeline that's never getting anything else added to it and so that's my take on it but i i never thought about that that like point of view of like seeing you know like if the timelines like mesh at all in between that's pretty cool have you been enjoying it so far oh yeah i mean like i put out a tweet not that long ago where i just said you know if you give it time like there's so much source material that disney could pull from from the legends timeline and they already have in, in some instances like like i mean whether they parodied something or pulled something directly from it and just very like very few things but like if you give it enough time they have so much source material they'll probably end up pulling a lot more and there's so much to pull like i mean and there's some like like we were going to talk about darth bane today like darth bane the character is canon but none of his backstory that's in that trilogy that came out um a while back is is considered canon but you could you could easily make that whole trilogy canon it takes place so far away from any from anything that's significant in the skywalker saga anyway and i and i'm a huge fan of the legends timeline anyway or when it used to be called the expanded universe like i don't i just don't see why i, I just i can't i i can't separate the two personally just because i like all the content and i want to see all the content come together that's what i want to see See, I, I am of that same train of thought. I would love to see it, but they, they've already like spat in my face on that with the sequel trilogy. So I don't think I can, I can ever fully forgive them. I can forget. I can't forgive. Yeah, I totally get what you're saying. And <laughs> like, I was, I was on that boat for, uh, well, well, like a few years after the movies came out, you know, like, and, and you, and you, the initial reaction is, well, you know, everybody said seven was just a nostalgic remake of four, which it kind of was. And then eight was just this, just went off into a completely different direction that people didn't see coming and then took Luke into a different persona that people didn't see coming either. And then nine was just another, like they, they just went so heavy on the nostalgia that it just became kind of cheap a little bit. But then, but then I also, after that three years, when I was like kind of upset about the, the storyline a little bit, I just said, you know, this is the world that we live in and this is where the storyline is. And now with like, uh mandalorian and um and some of the other projects they have coming out like there's just certain things they're trying to fill in the the holes on on the story and as long as you can look at it as one cohesive storyline or try to make it cohesive even though they, <laughs> they did a terrible job of of making it cohesive originally then even like you can find a way to enjoy it you know by just trying to uh 
just kind of swallow some of the content they have coming out. And then, you know, we, we always like to talk about our own headcanon too, you know, like or stuff that we think might've happened, might not have happened and fill in our own holes along the way, you know? Oh, we'll definitely have some talk about that towards the end of this topic. I, I can tell you that for sure. And I, I know you had, uh, you, you had mentioned it briefly about your Twitter. I just have to say, I absolutely love getting to see your tweets specifically when you talk about revenge of the Sith. What, what are we on now? Uh, undeck tuple or yeah. what's the, <laughs> 11 times 12 is the next one. I'm surprised I kept up with it. Yeah, we're on the next time. Every time someone mentions that, I have to be like, that's, that's what I'm telling you. It's it's still the greatest I, thing. That's ever. I was, uh, I started watching right when you were like, I'm doubling down or I'm tripling down. And like, I just, I've, I've watched each one and it just makes me laugh every time. Yeah, I uh, obviously like, I'm obviously exaggerating like quite a bit, but, but at the end of the day, it is definitely my favorite Star Wars movie. And it's easily one of my favorite movies of all time, just because there's, there's so much in it and like, you know, drama, humor suspense uh you know it, it, there's everything and even and the amount of humor that's in it it's almost like the perfect amount of humor because it's 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 exactly what it should be it's a little relief from some of the dramatic moments and the suspenseful moments and then it gets into the really dramatic at the end and just i don't know like people didn't appreciate those performances originally when they first came out but the more you look back on it you're like man they did a hell of a job with that with that uh, performance i thought it was great yeah i mean i still think no other star wars movie has done lightsaber choreography the way that that one did the series sure but the movies nah you know it's funny about the choreography choreography a lot of people like thought especially like the difference between the ot and the and the prequels how they just completely ramped up the fighting and people were like why would you do that when you could have made it seem more realistic like like how come they're so slow in the ot and then they're like super super fast in the the prequels and and over time kind of like i said with the sequels they just kind of fill in the holes with the explanations and then you can kind of make sense of why things happen the way they did and you know everybody can be like oh that's anybody can do that that's just you know just write anything in that you want to justify it but that's that's what fantasy is man it's fantasy <laughs> you just you explain it and then you can enjoy it afterwards you know yeah i agree i absolutely agree all right we've kind of gotten uh <laughs> we we kind of went off the rails there for a little bit we almost forgot what the topic of today's show i was i was ready to just rant about the movies for a little bit there it's but, scripted man that's what it is you know <laughs> exactly see someone gets it someone understands the true adhd nature of the show um, i got a script right here i don't know what y'all are talking about oh shut up exotic yeah. I, I got my adhd meds right here <laughs> all right so let's go ahead and begin the speaking of the topic for today we are talking about darth bane in all of his splendor and glory uh on last episode we kind of talked about briefly about sith lords because exotic has a boner for darth nihilus for some reason but uh i definitely consider darth bane in my top three sith lords of all time i don't know if that's the general consensus here what do you how do you guys feel about darth bane um i'll um, oh, go ahead no no you please guess yeah. first okay nihilus is the is the world swallower right yes okay i don't know a ton about his backstory only because i don't believe there are any novels written about him i think we talked about that before the, uh, just com comics and stuff like that so from what i do know about him it's like as op as you can get with with sith lords if like in my opinion and and i think he held together an empire for a really long time so there's some things to compare there oh wait hold on you might be i think you're talking about vicious yeah. oh okay vicious is the is the was, okay I, I guess i misspoke nihilus is the he could definitely suck the force from people it's similar okay. but not not exactly the same way in vicious vicious is like a ritual that like will absorb a whole planet I don't know if does Nihilus ever ever do that that exact same thing exotic because you know more about Nihilus than I do. What like um, does he ever swallow a whole like a whole planet or does it just is it person yeah. to person? he's he's done that. Uh, they talk about it in Kotor too. Some planets have just been wiped clean by him. Okay, so he does do planets also, but the but the emperor mm -hmm. that you're talking about is vicious. I, I can I can tell you that I don't think Nihilus was ever leader of anything really. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, it, it, Kotor was strictly the games, right? I think. Kotor had a comic series also. Okay, okay. So, so the so the comics. I didn't play the games either. 
I was I I tried to play the games and I don't know that the gameplay wasn't there for me. So that's so my knowledge on on those Sith Lords of the Old Republic, unless there were novels written about them, is going to be kind of spotty. But back to Bane. So I, I wanted to compare those first because, like, if you if you've read the trilogy, Bane achieves a lot in a really short amount of time. And by the by the third book, he's in his mid forties, I believe. And then that's when. You know, spoiler alert, he loses to Darzana, or at least, you know, that's up in the air, right? Uh, so um, so he, he he loses, and you just have to think, okay, well, what did he really accomplish? Because he got together a large network of people, much in the same manner that Sidious did, you know, to try to to try to accomplish his agenda, which was just to gain as much power as he possibly can, expand an empire of his own, and, and uh, allow the Sith to exist as long as possible through his rule of two. That's what he wanted to do. So, I mean, I think if it wasn't for, you know, how... Th- th- their relationship was really weird, too, because they were so paranoid of each other, um, Xana and, and Bane. And, you know, you could argue that Xana was worthy by, you know, because in, in her own right, with her own skill set, you know, to defeat Bane, which that was a, that was an awesome fight to read. So, yeah, I mean, like, if Bane, especially if he didn't get the Orbalisks, if that never happened, it's possible that he could have been much stronger at that point in time. And then and then perhaps uh, continued to to rule the rule of two uh, on the Sith. And then he, he could have become even more legendary. So that that's the weird dichotomy with him. It's like he's legendary, but he j- just had such a short amount of time to accomplish what he did. Like we're talking like 20, 25 years between him joining the Sith Academy and then dying. So it's yeah, it's pretty insane. So I think um, Kaparshan, Kaparshan? however you say his name he uh carpishan yeah he came out later and said that like undeniably xana won there was just a question of how much of bane was left you weren't supposed to reveal that to the end god damn it look man how can i bait him into an argument now okay fine (laughs) no 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 okay okay, it's already spoiled it's already spoiled <laughs> well, there's people. This is that... unscripted. How can you tell me there was a script when you didn't <laughs> give it to me? There, there's Don't... people that argue about uh, about what George wanted for his content as well, but then they still want to sit and argue. Like, even though he's like defined how things are supposed to be, like people will come back and and uh, and try to come up with their own explanations for things. So it's like, I mean, he if he's the author, yes. If it, it, I mean, so did he did he definitively say that Xana is the only one existing? at the end of that fight so, and or did he or did he leave it up in the air for, to, the way to the way that he explained it because of, okay so remember how i told you like there was like an uproar like uh, among the star wars community after that book came out so i think it yeah. was like i think it was like a like two or three weeks after the book was released like he came out and made a definitive statement he was like no zana won he was like i but i wrote the ending ambiguously in case i like ever wanted to go back to like retouch it or if, if anything was ever going to be re-added by someone else like that's why he wrote it the way he did initially it was supposed to be ambiguous but because all the star wars fans were like xana bane xana bane and he was just like no 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 it was xana like i'm just gonna clear this right now i'm sorry i did that i made a mistake i forgot you guys are all fucking crazy See that's 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 all I needed to hear. He he left it open for his own uh, ability to change his canon, like uh, like of that story. So like if he really thought he might want to change it later, that means that it's still open for interpretation. And I choose I to believe that that Bane probably a lot more of him was left than we think was. I think that there was a portion of him left. That was like the the goal of him doing that. But I don't think ever it was going to be in question that Xana like didn't win or that like Bane was going to come back or something. I think it was more of like how much of Bane is going to haunt Xana like, you know, till she gets kicked out of the rule of two essentially i mean i always chalked it up to the fact like because in the book they even describe how like bane could see through xana's eyes he could hear through her ears so i assume that like to some extent she could probably feel some of what he was feeling and if his hand was still twitching from like the effects of the dark side and his aging and stuff then i just i i chalked it up to that initially like when i i remember reading the book it was like the book came out in 09 i think i read it in like 11 or something because i was still in high school and like i i just always chalked it up to like like if he could see and sense what she was sensing then it probably worked some degree vice versa right so that i just chalked it up to that that was my initial take and that still is my take honestly i think that's why yeah. she flexes her left hand oh yeah you know it, there's there's something like the 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 whole tremor thing like that's such a 
that was such a base instinct for him. Like, so, and, and so then it's like, how do you view that? Is, does that mean that so much of him was left that she now has this like base instinct to do that? So like, or, or does that mean that it's such a, it's just so ingrained that even though a little bit of him has, is left, that it just happens like it just happens uh, without even thinking about it. So there's just a little bit left in him that, you know, maybe thinks to do that. I don't, it's, it's just such a weird way to look at it. I don't, I don't, I don't know how to interpret that, but I will say that given Xana's skill set, it is much more believable for her to win that fight, especially considering that that's her whole deal. Like being able to psychopathically like, like terrorize people. And I, so that's, that's definitely believable, but yeah, I just, I guess I just want to believe that Bane, that Bane lived longer than he, than the book uh, suggested he did. But. Well, there's like room for that now, no? Especially since like, if Disney is changing Bane's story from what it was in Legends, Palpatine saying, I am all the Sith in episode nine, I mean, could it not be Bane? Yeah, yeah, um, wow, yeah. Bro you know, is grasping at so many straws right now. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like, the, the, if, if Disney's gonna change what we know, there's it's all up in the air, no? Like, so that 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 may be a reach. No, I I like, am all the Sith is literally what Rule of Two is about. Like, every new Sith is the like the next one that learned everything from the previous one. I am all the Sith is just like I am the culmination of all the Sith until now. Correct. Not like, but you could make it. Both I am literally all of but the. But you Sith. could make it that way. You could make it that way. I, you know, um, Sidious is no better than Bane in that respect because Bane obviously was paranoid of Xana, like feeling like not only like was she not good enough to to take the the tradition forward, and, but then also like he he just didn't know like how much ambition she really had, and then he was like, I don't want her to find out that I might try to take someone else on. So I'm going to do this, but and if she finds out, then she might try to kill me early. And then if she does, and she hasn't gained her full potential, then she's not going to be worthy. Like he just ha- he just kept having this mind, you know. Can I swear? <laughs> Can I swear yeah, of course. Okay, he just kept having this mind fuck with himself, you know, about that. So yeah, being so Sidious, like I said, was no better because he, you know, he had uh, Tyrannus or Count Dooku. Then it was the new, you know, eventually Anakin. After that. Then, you know, then he, then it's like Luke is supposed to take uh, Anakin's place, you know, or Darth Vader's place. You know, like he, he's just, he, he wants to feel like that he's the all powerful and someone better, like, really be more powerful than him if they're going to take it on. I don't think he ever really had any intention of giving up the master role. Like Sidious didn't. So, and Bane could have easily gone in that direction too because he kind of felt like he wanted to stick with that tradition. But the longer that may have gone on, he would have continued to be like, no, it's like, I'm, I'm it. I'm all there can be, you know? <laughs> and you know, I always, one thing that I talk about in a couple of other episodes is how much I enjoy like the poeticism of Star Wars to some degree. And I think that because of the precedent that Bane set and that Xana, uh, like eventually calls him out on is sort of like an ironic downfall for Palpatine because when Xana founds out, finds out about, oh God, what was the Sith Lord's name? It was something with an a- Adedon and Dedu and Dedu yeah yeah when yeah. when she finds about him going after Andedu's holocron she's like pissed off she's like what the fuck man we were just talking about this rule of two thing and now you want to be immortal all of a sudden and then you know down down a thousand years down the line Palpatine who's literally trying to live forever by like you know like force essence transfer and stuff like it, it ends up being the end of that line of rule of two. Like I think that 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 is part of of like the poeticism of Palpatine's downfall. In, in my in my opinion, at least, like that's how I saw it. Because when I went back and and I I learned about like the essence transfer and then how Palpatine wanted to live forever with the clones and the Dark Empire series and stuff like that, I was like, well, I mean, I feel like that's just Force karma coming after you. Yeah, that last scene where you're talking about I am all the Sith and then. Ray is like I am all the Jedi. Those just felt. I mean, I don't. I st- I stand by. I don't want to sit here and shit on the sequels because I I do no, want to. We're fans. Yeah, of shit I, I, on the sequels. <laughs> I just I just feel like that's such a tired uh, point of view to take anymore. Like I I don't want to shit yeah. on them because I just want to I just want to continue to have everything be cohesive. And if that's the story, that's the story. And then I'll keep reading whatever else comes out. But but they did feel like throwaway lines it's like like they it just came like i am all the sith i am all the jedi and everybody's just supposed to go ooh, you know like like that's crazy but but you stand back and look at it like that those are like really cheesy lines man <laughs> you know what i mean 
So I don't know. I, I just felt like they did a lot of that in the sequels, where they just they they were trying to say things that they thought um, a casual might uh, might latch onto. But and I'm not gatekeeping either because I don't want to do that. But but like a you know a casual would definitely latch onto that. But like the hardcore fans would be like, what? <laughs> I am all the Sith. I am all the Jedi. Like like in especially with you know how little training she had. Now all the Jedi are going to back her up. Like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a, there's a lot, right? You know what? And and you know what? That was the only reason. So uh, uh, another thing that I know we're kind of off topic, but like another thing that people always shit on on the sequels is like the bad lightsaber fighting, and I, like I I understand what they're saying, but I'm like, dude, she what lightsaber training has she had? Like if I was just given a laser sword, I'd probably swing it badly like that too. Like, are you joking? Yeah, you know, in retrospect, when you look at that lightsaber fighting, it. I thought it was really appropriate. Like, I, at first, you're right. When I lost it, I'm like, yeah, they are being really slow. But then you look at uh, Kylo Ren's style and, and just his choice of lightsaber. Like, it's supposed to mimic a broadsword, you know? So he's so he's got a really slow fighting cadence, I guess you would call it. And then, and yeah, like, Ray doesn't really have those training. Like, who even really... I, did Luke even really lightsaber train her? It didn't seem no, like no, he was, really did. Leia. Leia trained her. Oh, that's Leia right, yeah. Leia didn't okay. even become a full master. You know, like, Leia exactly. didn't complete her training either, so... yeah. So, so when you watch it, because of that, you know, you could you could argue in the old trilogy when they were slow. Well, the 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 Republic has been dead for almost twenty years at that point. You know, nobody's around. There's not a Jedi Order around to teach people the old ways of lightsaber training, the form one through seven. So Luke just had to kind of pick it up as he could and learn what he could from from Yoda and and, uh, and Obi Obi Wan Kenobi when he could. So so that you could you could justify that and I, and I felt like you could justify it in the sequels too. They just they there wasn't there wasn't a lot of expertise around just just you know ava- all all available to those guys. Yeah. What is your what is your source material? Um, so Ray yeah. like knew how to fight with a staff, right? And then she goes to a sword. Like why didn't she just stick with a staff? I- doesn't make sense. Like a double bladed saber. Well, she couldn't have. She. It's not like she could have made one. She had no one to teach her that either. Well, how'd she make the first one? She didn't. It was. It was Anakin's. No, the spinny one. The spinny one. Yeah. The at the one at the end of Rise of Skywalker. Oh, the, oh, the yellow one. Yeah. No. Oh well, you know what? Again, plot hole. <laughs> he's, he's about to throw in like, you know what? Fuck you. Like, <laughs> you, you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> no one ever taught the Luke how to make a lightsaber. Yeah, yeah. he did. And he. he Again, Obi Wan. Obi Wan taught him. Uh, he communed with Obi Wan in the in the deserts of Tatooine between Episode Five and Six. Yeah, because it was like that deleted scene of him making the green lightsaber. Oh yeah, I remember that scene. Yeah. Yeah. So he he communed with with Obi Wan. Obi Wan had like manuals on how to do it inside of his old hut in the Dune Sea. I think it was the Dune Sea. Mm-hmm. So that that part was explained. Okay. Too but there's still Yang there's... was stuck off somewhere else. Wait, what'd you say? Sorry, I couldn't hear you. Too bad. Too bad. Hu Yang was off stuck somewhere else. <laughs> well actually is he yeah he has to be alive during then he has to maybe he wasn't activated maybe he was dormant somewhere and then ahsoka found wait him. wait no no but but no he would have been alive he would have been chilling yeah but where chilling. I don't know. yeah because mandalorian and ahsoka are five years after right so so he yeah, he made, somewhere. Like, did, i i didn't have a theory he was dormant he, he was in rebels wasn't he was he mm, i don't, I don't remember so. seeing him in rebels yeah, I don't. I don't remember that either. Am I, I, no, I, didn't, I, didn't Ahsoka take him after Order sixty six? I thought she said that. Like, like after, like after that all went down, I thought she then said that she recovered him and and then activated him after that. This is why we have a robot, Brick three PO. Fact check. That's what we have him for. That's what he's here for. But just going back to some of the Bane stuff. So, what were your what were your thoughts on like the Orbalisks? Because there's not many times in the Star Wars Legends timeline where we see creatures that are involved with the Force at all. Like, I really love the aspect of them feeding on dark side energies and giving, like, uh, an increased, like, strength and defense. And the only other Force, I don't know, affected creatures that we find in the Legends timeline are uh, these these creatures called Yasilamiri, which I don't know if you've ever, if you've run into them yet, but they, they pop up later in the Legends timeline, post episode six. And basically they are creatures that kind of create a bubble around them. I believe it's three meters where like the force just does not exist. You, if you surround a Jedi with Yasilamiri, they can't use the force. And so the only other creatures that I know that have some influence or effect on the force or like use on the force are those orbalists. So what did you think about them when you read about them? Yeah. I don't forget about the Bendu. There's the Bendu. Um, well, Bendu's not in legend though. 
That's, that's, that's well, no, only. no, he, uh, no, I'm just talking about force sensitive creatures though. Like he's another one, but, um, I, I'm so tempted to spoil high Republic right now, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> but, um, but, uh, yeah, I don't like when I first, I, when I heard them, yeah, it was just an, another cool, interesting, you know, thing that they could create for the purpose of making Bane stronger and, and like, and just some, just some more Sith lore that you can kind of get into, like, like, and you don't ever see them pop up anywhere else, obviously, because I guess they only exist within this trilogy. So why would they? But, but it was, it was really interesting. And also like, it's not the, it's also not the first time we've heard of like a Sith Lord undergoing some torture, you know, in order to draw upon the dark side uh, more strongly. You got Darth Vader. He basically did it for, for 10, 12 years and not, uh, not on his own doing, but still like he, he was, he was surrounded by a suit. It was constantly causing him pain which presumably made him stronger with the force when uh by drawing on that anger and and pain that he was suffering so but yeah it was it was an interesting thing i was also like i couldn't remember when i read it for the second time how he got rid of him but then when i when i read it, i was like yeah the, the whole lore of that creature was was interesting but really gross man <laughs> when he if, you the end use, of that. if you use that argument about uh like if you were like oh yeah sidious put darth vader in the pain suit because he was actually darth bane and he just wanted anakin to suffer like he did i would believe it there you go that would be a very convincing <laughs> argument for me see that's awesome i love thinking like that man like and, and when you yeah, when you think about you could you could kind of do that with a with with a lot of characters if you wanted to like take take that logic elsewhere. But yeah, that's I like that. I like the sound of that. Palpatine was just an evil bitch, an evil gay bitch, but an evil bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then, so then you think, okay, so Palpatine created it so that way, obviously, to hinder him in his own way, and and he would been susceptible to the lightning, so it's just a way to control him. But then he also knew that it was a way to make him. Uh, stronger against you know their enemies and against the remaining of the jedi so there was some dual purpose some uh different purposes there for it then maybe he was like okay so if bane didn't exist at this time maybe sidious knew that lore which it's totally possible he did sidious was definitely a student of the sith legends so maybe he uh took that lore and said okay well here's a way that i can make vader stronger since he's since he's weakened at this point you know that yeah, that, yeah that would be really interesting. Right? So, he did, yeah. he did. Um, and and it's I, I don't know, I don't know. Well, I, so Zana would have came in possession of it after that, I assume. Wait, did the know dude take it? Yeah, he, he got. Oh stolen. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the oh, dark no, but, Jedi. But she gave it back. The assassin lady gave it back. Oh, co- co- Cognus, Cognus had it. Yeah, Cognus. I thought, the, no, no, no. Oh, yeah. I thought the dark Jedi had it. No, What's he got in dead with Holocron. Oh. Yeah, he took in Dedu's Kalakron and, and he was trying to learn from it. And then he was going to sit and do it while Bane just like inserted himself into the Holocron and stole the data. <laughs> so, but yeah, he got his. Yeah. So, so then Bane's Holocron. Yeah. She did give it back to him. Yeah. When she, she met got, him at the spaceport, she yep. uh, gave him the lightsaber and the, the Holocron back. Yep. I remember that. So after that, I don't know what happened to it though. The world, but it, we never know. Yeah. And, and if it, if it, if she kept it, like if, if Xana then came upon it and kept it, and then she would have st- uh, stored it away, then yeah, just through through different hands, Sidious would have found a way to get it. You know, they kind of call out to people. That's kind of the, the way you look at it. Yeah, and know? Sidious also had a thing of like he kind of had a monopoly on all things artifacts, whether they were like Jedi or Sith. I think he was destroying most of the Jedi stuff, but he was definitely he was a he was a a force artifact hoarder for sure <laughs> he was a he was a student of the of of the dark side and uh of the sith legend and and yeah of, of all things about the force like i really believed when he when he was talking to anakin and he said well if if one wants to understand the mysteries of the force they can't they can't just accept the dogmatic view of the jedi like like i i believe that he really wants to understand every single thing there is to know about the force like i believe he's that kind of a student of the force like not just the sith lords so yeah, I would agree. I would agree. He's probably got. He probably went all over to search for things like that, and maybe even under uh, Plagueis would have came upon a lot of those artifacts too. And you know, and that that holds true with one of my like beliefs and tenets when it comes to force users is that like the strongest force users, in my opinion, have always been those who have been versed in both the light and the dark side. The best example that i can provide being like revan revan was just so unholily strong 
in the force after he is like one of the the greatest jedi knights to have ever lived then goes off to be a great sith lord trying to take over the galaxy then comes back to the light side facing vision you know he he gives he delivers the my favorite line of the entire star wars legends timeline which is i am revan reborn and before me you are nothing and i'm just like (laughs) oh yes i've never creamed my pants reading a book until then but it was great that's powerful you have not read enough smut i have read no smut and i will keep it that way okay i am a good christian child this is my good christian podcast please leave smut out of here and fuck you talk about as yeah yeah, and fuck you as we've talked about vader being a pocket pussy and all of the like yeah that's um that's also an interesting thing to look into like about balance and um like oh if, god, I thought you were someone... talking about pocket pussies for a second. I'm sorry. No, 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 not pocket <laughs> pussies. <laughs> um, about, uh, about balance and if someone can truly be so balanced to where they can control the light and the dark sides of the force. Because some people, like, well, I think George intended the dark side to be, like, a cancer. And then balance in the force was destroying the cancer. It was destroying the dark side and, and, and having the only light side. And then other people say, well, no, balance is having light and dark coexist together i don't yeah i don't I don't know what that answer is i i think i like the idea of it being light and dark existing together i like that definition of balance better obviously there's more there's more depth to it if you do that if you just do light side it's like that's boring then the jedi are yeah. supposed to win every time like if that <laughs> you know well, yeah, i do and, prefer and, that cool kid answer and you know as you as you dive into the legends timeline specifically when you get post new jedi order you'll see um luke even kind of comes to the realization that there there has to be a balance there has to be something you know like you, you have to understand the dark to know how to avoid it and to know how to keep it you know un- in check under control and that kind of thing uh because it's something that you know throughout the new jedi order they struggle with because he tries to you know he's like you know you you have to use these emotions but you can't fall prey to them and i i think that that as someone you know like as i was mentioning revan revan falling to the dark side and coming back luke falling to the dark side and coming back kip duran getting possessed by exar kun falling to the dark side and coming back they're all just inordinately strong force users and i I think that we find out especially in legends i don't don't know if disney delves into it at all but having experience does it in ahsoka yeah yeah i mean yeah as as his place that you know like you know becoming the father you know yeah um, he does it too so yeah so like we see multiple times in both timelines in fact thank you for pointing that out because i would forgotten about that um in both timelines we're like yeah that that not some mastery in both is necessary i mean you can even kind of see that in mace windu with his use of vapid and you know knowing that it is channeling his emotions and the dark side into his lightsaber form so that he doesn't have to worry about himself succumbing to that and i i think that that is that is a really cool you know thing about about the uh about the force and 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 another thing luke when he goes on his pilgrimage and jason solo one of the twins that han and leia have they also go through the kind of like a pilgrimage where they they meet different force users such as like the witches of dathomir the falanasi you know all the people who have different views of the force they all call it different things whether it's like the white current or the energy source whatever it may be called you know they're they're all saying like it's not this just black and white type of thing it's a rainbow it's a spectrum it's it's something that has to be the all facets have to be explored and i think that personally speaking from that aspect like Again, the, those who understand this and can find the balance between both sides are just inordinately and innately stronger. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. And I, I, I hope that that's what they continue to do. Because like I said, George's, I think George's vision was that the dark side was supposed to be eradicated. But I think Disney is kind of trying to redefine that balance. And I'm not going to spoil it, but when you get into the new books, you'll see that what I'm talking about, that they they are trying to make sure that that balance means that light and dark exist together. And, you know, they could they could even bring in uh, Dawn of the Jedi into, into canon. Now, that takes place so far into the past, into the time, uh, into Star Wars past, that it almost doesn't make sense to even go into that story because it just wouldn't relate to anything. But it would still be fun to watch if they did it. 
Oh, absolutely. Um, I was so sad about because, okay, so I was really excited for Dawn of the Jedi because the comic series was coming out like right as Disney was acquiring uh, Star Wars in like 2014. But then they canceled the coming comics that were going to further go into the story of the Dawn of the Jedi. And I was so sad because I was so excited about, man, when I heard about force imbued swords, I was like, for real? Yeah, it doesn't, that doesn't surprise me. They probably wanted to control that narrative or that story. And that's, and that's also why they labeled everything legends, you know, so they could have control over, you know, what content they wanted to bring in, what content they wanted to create and just what was the most moneymaker for them. They could continue to do this for decades, even over a century, I'm sure. If they just, if they, they have so much material there and there's so many different ways you can go that like George is, I don't think he gets enough credit for how much of a genius it is. And I think $4 billion, I think he, I think he got, <laughs> he got shafted with that much. Yeah. He, that, that thing's worth like 20, $30 billion, you know, at Easy. least. Easy. So, because Disney is making all of that money back right now, so. Um, one of the like pro- upcoming projects, I don't know if it was canceled or not, but I thought one of them was going to dive into the origins of the Jedi. Um, like, like a new series? Yeah. Or a movie. One of the two. Yeah. I can't think of it and nothing comes to mind right now. Um, nothing comes to mind for me either. Uh, no, I just feel like the most like recent one that's probably going to come out is Acolyte that delves into like anything backstory wise on four seasons. Um, Acolyte's supposed to be a hundred years BBY, I think. Or uh, or a hundred years before the prequels, one of the two. They might they might talk about it in that series. I am excited for that series because I'm excited to see where it ties into the High Republic. I'm just excited for it because there's gonna be a Wookiee Jedi. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. James Mangold's Dawn of the Jedi movie. Oh, what year is that? So it's after supposedly Ahsoka season two and whatever Taika had or has in development. I'm so excited about Taika Waititi getting to do anything Star Wars. He's one of my favorite directors of all time. What did you think about Love and Thunder? <laughs> it's my favorite Thor movie. <laughs> it's your favorite one? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And Winchy? Uh, I prefer Ragnarok. Okay. Oh, actually, you know what? I think I, that's the one I'm thinking of is Ragnarok. Because oh, okay. Ragnarok's the more funny one, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the one oh, that has it. That, that Ragnarok is the one with uh with Chubby Thor. No, that's that's no, that's no. the last uh, Avengers movie. Wait, yeah. on, I'm getting I'm getting my shit kind of blended together. No, no, no. Ragnarok is the one where fighting his sister. Yeah, it's the opening scene where he's like in the chain and he's like spinning around. Yeah. Yes, yeah. okay, I, I like that one. Okay. Oh yeah, so that yeah, that's Ragnarok. Yeah. So I well I because I thought Love and Thunder was the less serious movie that like it got less serious when love and thunder came out and not that like not that that stuff has to be serious but it does kind of like i don't know like for me it engages me more because then there's like more on the line when it's more serious and that's and then i'm just more like thrilled to watch it where then when it gets less serious i'm like "Eh, who cares what happens you know and then it's just it's funny and and that's good it's not like i'm not entertained but from just from a content and storyline aspect i like it when it's more serious so I, i bring that up because of his future project with star wars i i and not that disney didn't really kind of do the same thing at certain points with the uh, sequel trilogy but i i worry that the suspenseful theme that we see in some of the tv shows and and the movies will just i don't know will turn will like turn a different direction and with his movie and like it's 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 just something else it's fine like it, it would, i'll probably still enjoy it but if it was something like that but i don't know i enjoy it being more serious because then it's there's like i said there's more on the line and it's like i i get i get drawn in way way harder you know what i would be absolutely okay with like a comedic relief-esque star wars movie I'm not gonna lie because I like I so I fell in love with the Lego Star Wars like Skywalker series and I love the like comedic twist that it puts on Star Wars because I had never experienced comedy plus Star Wars really the prequels kind of tried to do it with Jar Jar and it, it wasn't really working for me as a kid it still doesn't really work for me now I just think he's kind of goofy but like I would love to see something truly like Star Wars comedic I feel like that yeah, would see, be- I never I never saw Lego Star Wars either so I didn't watch that but uh good. is it good Oh, that, well, well, isn't there? I thought there was a there was a Lego Star Wars movie though, wasn't there? Was there like an animated so. like an animated movie? I thought. Oh, there's not a there's not oh, an animated there's... movie, but there's a series. Oh no, no, no I'm thinking of the, I'm just thinking of the Lego movie. Never mind, my bad. <laughs> no, there, there um, is a Lego Star Wars series though, like an animated series. Okay, like I got gotcha. you. I wouldn't say it's a series. Okay. Well, it's short. So, uh, yeah, I never watched you're that short. either. <laughs> I, what? I'm not short. Shorter than me. Okay, you're tall. <laughs> Thank you. But I'm also t- shut up. Fuck you. 
<laughs> we have gotten but, uh, so off track, but I, I have, yeah, I I have enjoyed this yeah, conversation. Yeah. No, no, keep going, please. <laughs> no, I, uh, yeah, man, I can't. No, you continue. I can't remember what I was saying. <laughs> we barely like even sometimes. like dived into Bane at all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, he's he maybe is alive, and we were like Orbalisk, and then we were like, all right, tangent. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, it's it's uh it's the force unscripted for a reason. You already said it, so. I was about to say well, this podcast is really good for going on tangents. <laughs> We got to keep it exciting somehow, and we got to let our ADHD minds run crazy. So uh, back to Bane, truly, though. Have you seen anything in canon about Bane so far in your book reading? Or have they have they released anything about Bane in the canon? Uh, there was one Clone Wars episode where Bane existed, and that was just when Yoda communed with his spirit. I can't remember what that conversation was. I know that I know that Yoda definitively said, you are the creator of the rule of two, or he said, he said Bane, creator of the rule of two, that's how he addressed him. So his his character and the fact that he's the creator of the rule of two are both canon. And that's um, it? That's it. That's the only thing. I think that's the only thing that exists, unless, you know, you guys remember it anything else but he looked whack in clone wars too yeah it was not at all what i uh, imagined him like oh yeah because i don't know the weird helmet thing yeah like shredder he looked like shredder to me (laughs) shredder from uh from teenage mutant ninja turtles oh yeah 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 yeah. oh i just i just looked up his picture and i immediately knew exactly i was like shredder shredder okay shredder yeah 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 Yeah, but i because i imagined him being like uh well this is kind of what his picture looks like too when you look at pictures of him online like i thought if there was going to be a bane movie or series that what was the guy's name that played thor or not thor uh thanos josh brolin brolin Brolin, yes yeah i thought he would be a great actor to be bane if he was i mean he's getting older but if he was younger he would have been i thought he i just like the way he talks and i think that's how i imagine bane talking like just very matter-of-factly no nonsense driven with an agenda like that's that just sounded like bane to me so i, I thought he'd be a great actor for bane you know who um, i think he would actually be like better portray than bane Candorous ordo who is he that looks uh Candorous Ordo was did you have you read the Revan book yet? It's been a little while, but yeah. Yeah, Candorous Ordo was the basically the, the one that killed his wife to like help Revan find the mask of his people. Oh, I, okay. I just posted a picture in the, the chat comparing the two. Oh you did? Oh wow. Jesus. Oh Christ. wow. Yeah, yeah. See, see, I think he would he would do better as Kit because I, I Candorous, you get to play with Candorous Ordo in the uh in the uh in the Kotor game. And I was just thinking about Josh Brolin. I was like, he would make a really good Candorous. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. I want you to know I searched Josh Brolin, Darth Bane, and I got Josh Brolin, Candorous Ordo. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so somebody heard one. this discussion and decided to prep my, <laughs> yeah. my, my history. Oh, yeah, here you go. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I, he, would, I, he would make a pretty good Bane, too. I Bane? can see it if you shaved his head. I can see it right now. I just like put the put like the eye makeup on and shave his head. Yeah, I, I thought, see it. So like if I when I was reading the Bane books and I kept like like I would like read about Bane and then I would like close the book and look at the cover and I don't know my mental image reading about Bane never matched what was on the cover. Like I could never oh, see no. that. Okay. He, he doesn't look like that in my head at all. Yeah, like me either. Like the the cover, like the artist who did the cover. I, I I'm like I'm not saying it's bad art. It just wasn't what I was seeing in my head. The rule of two art was way yes. different than uh, the first and third book. Like the first and third book were very consistent, and the rule of two, he just like 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 I don't know what happened there, but he just like turned into something else. Rule of and, two uh, was done with Photoshop, but that's closer to my head canon than the others. Oh really? Okay. I, I like when I I had to like go with the first book because when I saw his picture in the first book, that's just what stuck in my head, and then that's that's all I could envision him as after that. So then when I when I read Rule of Two, I thought it looked really weird, and then I read Path of Dest- or not Path of Destruction, um, uh, Dynasty of Evil. Then that looked more like what I thought envisioned him as. So I kind of attributed the the like horrible you know disfigurement in the second cover to the orbalisks yeah well and you can i guess you can kind of see them i'd have to pull the pull the book cover just to see it but i i let me see if i can find a i don't know on the second cover he reminds me of nosferatu that's that's the only thing i could think of say it again reminds you of what nosferatu the vampire like from the 30s oh man i that's not working about for me i'll uh i i posted a gif of nosferatu from the spongebob episode they always they always make fun of him 
but he reminds me of Nosferatu. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I'm not familiar, <laughs> but I think I well, yeah, I can I can imagine the old uh, Dracula and vampire movies and stuff like that. But yeah, I'm looking at the cover right now, and yeah, you can't really see the it. it maybe you can't see the Orbalisks because maybe he's got like armor on over it, or maybe that's just what they look like, like on his chest there. You know, the book makes it sound like they're literally en engulfed his body with the exception of his hands and his face. And oh yeah, his, what you're seeing on the the chest bit there that is the orbalisks if that you look it. at like the their like wikipedia page they they have that um like that gem thing at the front of their heads um so there's like four of them on his chest like all facing inward right okay i got you so that must be like probably early on in, in his uh wearing the orbalisks because yeah because later on it just it made it sound like except for his head and hands like they were just everywhere so they, they would have been like on his wrists and and on his legs and all that kind of stuff it's kind of crazy yeah. So that so that ma the thing on his head that's the mask that he wears so that they don't take over his face right? I think so yeah yeah and then yeah you can see him on his arms yep so that's what I imagined right there but man that they also don't look anything here like I envisioned that's what I thought also looked weird I didn't envision him looking like that at all yeah neither um, did I the what the what came to mind was the in the mummy the little insects in the mummy that explode. Oh, don't remind me of those. Those give me the creepy crawlies. <laughs> That's what I imagined them looking like, even though I know they're not that size. They're way bigger. But I imagined them kind of looking like that, but bigger, like just these black ovals that just, that are, you know, that are on the skin like that. So... Um, yeah, that's really interesting. Another thing from the book that I wanted to talk about too that I thought was really cool was literally the force mind nuke. What was it called? The thought, the thought bomb. Thought bomb. Yeah, the oh, thought bomb. I, I, I want a different type of thought bomb that involves me going out clubbing. But that thought bomb was also pretty cool. I imagine. Well, I just try to think like, what? When could they have ever employed that successfully without people? succumbing to it oh never absolutely never yeah that's the, like, that's the red button you don't press and they, it, guess what it got pressed yeah well I, so you know why bane told him to do it but why would why would those sith lords think they could do it and, and nothing would happen like they like they or maybe know what they it knew. was yeah they didn't oh, know what man. it was they were because he he like figured that out from like holocron stuff right or like right wherever he, yeah and yeah, then, yeah he passed it on as like a barter wasn't it yeah he was like yo check out this like i killed Cassim uh check out this cool magic stuff that i learned you should try it on the jedi it'll totally kill them all wink wink i'm just imagining the note being written exactly like that <laughs> it just it'd just be funny if it was um, lego star wars it would be yeah right yeah totally but what oh, I, I what i loved most about it was like the like ghost orb that was left at like ground zero and like the different yeah. people who interact with it and can like hear the screams feel like the residual death i thought that that was probably one of the most metal scenes i had ever read in star wars was just the residual death of the ghost orb yeah it's just this like glitch in the matrix that just hangs out there and and it will always be there that's kind of what you felt you know and everybody and so anybody who came near it so then i would i would be interested to know like if so if if that's employed at any other time, or even if someone were to discover that one on, um, now I forget the planet they were on, but but if they were to discover that one, like, could anybody interact with it in any different way that involves the Force, and what else could be made of or, or could those souls be brought back in some way? How weird would that be, right? Because um, they still, because when people interact with it, they can still, like, sense the people that are inside of it, the Jedi and the Sith that succumb to it. So... It'd be weird if they somehow could be brought back through, um, through the force. But I bet you well, could like holocronize them or like put them in a droid. But I don't think you'd be able to recreate or like you could maybe put them in clones, like you know Palps does, like an essence um, transfer type of thing. Yeah, you could probably do an essence transfer on them if you were able to like handle that kind of power <laughs> for long enough to to pull it off. But I don't think you'd be able to bring them back without something to put them in. Well, I don't think you could put yeah, them right. in anything either, because if I remember correctly, the thought bomb destroys like both corporeal and non-corporeal aspects of the the per the, the people. I think that I thought it destroyed the corporeal and trapped the non-corporeal. I think it destroys both, and it just leaves the emotions. That it sounds was more, like more a accurate. Prison. The, the, the leaving the emotion the leaving the emotions thing sounds more accurate because you like when everybody's when the when the one guy touches it. Like he all he says all he feels is like their anguish and their and uh and their pain like trying to escape the orb or or, or within the orb and stuff like that. So so yeah. Oh, wait, wait. 
So more than at that. Okay, so Kyle Katarn uh, opened the bomb. That one? Yeah. Says uh, so. In, I'm looking at Wikipedia, but it says more than a thousand years later, the spirits of the vanquished Jedi were set free. So it was a prison by young rebel agent and Jedi Knight named Kyle Katarn. Oh, what? I so, I did not know that. So I know fuck he you, said Nikita. Get I know he's okay, but like it's kind of both, right? Because the it also says literally when detonated, a thought bomb annihilated the entirety, corporeal and non-corporeal. Of every force-sensitive being caught within its blast radius, but then it also says and absorbed their fragmented souls into a swirling vortex of perpetual torment. So it's both. I guess it is. So fuck so me I guess, too. So fuck, fuck us both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I just, I just, uh, I just googled it like to to see if like the Kyle Katarn opening it up, and they it says like in the events that take place in the Dark Forces series of uh, of novellas, they. Only seem to refer to the Force Nexus that was created as a later result of the weapon's use. So they are talking about the orb that's left there. So damn, and it's just that orb just sat there for a thousand years, huh? I think you were led to believe that that's what it would do. Like it would just sit there until, I mean, I, until whatever. I don't know what, what could happen to make it disappear. Like it wouldn't, it wouldn't wither away or anything like that. Um, I guess I had just assumed that maybe some some Sith along the line in the Rule of Two had come back because zana knew about it so i assume that zana probably told cogniz something about it and then maybe like somewhere down the line someone was like oh hey there's a thought bomb prison on this planet what was it rusan i just posted a picture of it oh there's a picture of it yeah it's an egg it's a thought egg that's what i imagined it looking like is is the is like a yeah like a silvery egg sitting in the middle of the cave um, that's so creepy it's got a little sperm flying around it too (laughs) right that's kind of what it looks like i know that's crazy, right? Oh, Rusan. Yeah, they're on Rusan. That's what it was. Okay. Kyle Katarn, one of my students, unfolded the Thought Bomb's vortex at Rusan and freed the spirits that had been trapped inside for more than a thousand years. That was, Luke said that. Um, th- so this is corrupted by a note written by Luke in Book of, oh, that was in the Book of Sith. I have the I have the, the Jedi one, the Jedi Path. I have that one, but I don't have the Book of Sith. I don't have, I also have the Jedi path and not the Book of Sith. Huh. Yeah. The more you, uh, I've learned so much today. So then if he released them to Wenchi's point, where did he release them to? So in the game's alternate, the non-canon dark side storyline, he absorbs the power and assumes the throne of Galactic Emperor. Katarn does. Yes. What? I've <sighs> never heard his name said as Katarn before. So oh, I, I, say it. yeah. No, it's, I, no, it's okay. Like, like, okay. So one thing that I have, I have universally okay with is people saying star wars names wrong because everyone calls it their own thing and there's no like guide to be like this is how you pronounce this theme this is how you pronounce this name you know so i i i never judge anyone for how they've seen it i've just never heard it said Katarn before <laughs> yeah, until you said until i heard you say revan i always said reven i always said reven and then you and then i heard you say it and then someone else told me that it that's how it was said. Well, where, where do they officially pronounce it? Well, I don't, I don't remember if they. I think don't yeah. they say Revan and Kotor exotic? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. See, that's where I would. That's why I wouldn't have heard it then, because I didn't play the games. Yeah, but for some of these other oh. characters, wait, what? They, I guess they say they say Kyle's in the game too, though. Yeah, they say. I mean, but you, yeah, but you've never played the game, so you wouldn't know. That's I. I I'm not judging you. I promise, because I, I know I'd be saying some fucking names wrong. So Jedi Knight and Jedi Knight Two, I played, but did they say Katarn in that? in those games because it's been so long since i even played them see i haven't played those uh, so i couldn't tell you yeah i know they say it in outcasts and i know they say it in um jedi knights academy okay all right yeah, it's been a while for those games too but though so if you if you played jedi knight 2 that that was yeah that was jedi outcast wasn't it dark forces jedi knight the, yeah the first jedi knight dark forces jedi knight like uh kyle katarn's character does not feel like it would assume any kind of role as a galactic emperor he is such a like Han Solo scoundrel type uh, character in that game. Like, <laughs> and obviously people can evolve. Like, you know, Luke evolved from a whiny little kid on a on a moisture. No, I'll say farm. it, whiny little bitch. I know you want to say it. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say you can say it. Whiny little bitch on on uh, on a moisture farm to uh to like a serious like Jedi Knight in Episode Six. So it could happen, but I just it just sounds weird. That sounds weird to me, envisioning him that way. But um, wow, we learned a lot today. Huh? Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, um, but it, like we we started off with like 
uh, greatest of all time, you know. So I think he, I think he did have the greatest potential of all time. I will say that because um, he, because he was driven enough and and naturally strong enough with the dark side of the force. And and ju- ju- just the fact that he was driven enough with all the stuff that he learned and all this, he, he was ju- he wanted to go to any place he could go to to learn as much as possible about uh, the dark side and Sith legends and everything that had come before him so that he could just be an all encompassing knowledge of the dark side and be as strong and, and, uh, and knowledgeable as possible. So I, I think he had definitely the best potential of all time. Now, you know, we already touched on Sidious being an, uh, a student of the dark side too. So, but he's more of a politician. So in terms of like strength, I give it to Bane. Like, Over like Palpatine? Of, well, in terms of potential, um, mm. but, but, but Palpatine's like manipulative abilities and, and the, and, in his in his knowledge like that put together definitely has an edge over bane but i think bane had the potential to be stronger than palpatine yeah hmm. but we'll never know because he only he only that's true mastered the dark side I just, for 25 I, I guess years i've never i've never thought of it like i never thought about bane's potential like the only potential of a person i've ever thought about was anakin skywalker because you know like the chosen one but i've never actually thought about bane's potential and you know what you are right because like for such a short amount of time and like he wasn't even trained from like birth and he he right. grew so strong so fast so you know what i might actually have to give that one to you like i think the you only, might be right the only thing he really had to do in the first book was master his own demons like like his own like his shortcoming with like well, his insecurities you know about um like his abuse from his father and stuff like that he just felt like he he thought he had what it took but then he didn't know how to fully connect and then once he figured it out it was just this it was like the strongest connection like that's how they described it like he is just this like overwhelming like he could draw upon it at any time at that point so yeah i thought that's all i could think about after the third book to be honest with you was like man what else could he have done if he survived this and and what else could he have done if he never discovered the orbalisks or at least uh took on the orbalisks if that never happened like his body would have disfigured they aged him so much by the mid 40s that mm-hmm. he, he was basically like mid 60s because of what they did to him you know so and but he was still like like then you if you look at uh the beginning of the book uh dynasty of evil like they say he went out into the rain and then he's like lightsaber practicing and he can fend off every rain droplet and not get wet in the rain for like what was it like a half an hour he yeah. was wielding the lightsaber to to fend off every rain droplet like come on man that's like that's some really op type shit right there <laughs> so then so when i read that and then realized man if he didn't have orbalisks this guy would have been crazy strong and if he survived xana and you know obviously he picked a good apprentice because xana was also extremely strong manipulative uh, knowledgeable and could use her talents like to the to the highest potential that she could you know so oh you know what i'm glad you mentioned xana because one thing that i do want to talk about before we we close out this episode is how fucked up some of his training for xana was like i forget what the name of the fucking creature was but she like befriended it for a month and then he was like yeah go fucking kill it i was like for real and then she had Um, to murder her like best friend in the in the book yeah i think it was in yeah she had to so part of her training was she had to befriend so she had to go find an animal and, and and lure it in and then kill it. And then she had to go find the same animal like and befriend it for like a month and then kill it. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. I don't remember the animal, but that story sounds familiar because those, those were in flashbacks in the second book, right? Yeah, the, I think it was the second book. Yeah, the, yeah, those would have been flashbacks because I don't think they actually in real time talk about like her. No, but that. it was so fucked up. Like imagine getting yeah. a puppy getting so close to this puppy and then your dad's like okay take it out to the backyard here's my shotgun here's another mindfuck like how different is that from the jedi saying we, we like you can't have any attachments like I, like he's he's basically telling her like okay you know for for your own personal like uh as a tool use this animal to what you need it to do and then get rid of it not saying the jedi would do the same thing but he's basically telling her like you can't be attached to anything you have to use what you need to use to get what you need and then it's it's gone you know so i think it's fucked up regardless of what kind of glasses you look at it through but i'm gonna go with the sith the sith the sith take the cake on this one the sith get that dub that was really fucked up yeah yeah it's definitely messed up um the uh the kingsman uh experience yes yeah fuck oh don't remind me of the kingsman either oh hey at least eggsy walked out with that dog i was so proud of him (laughs) 
Yeah, but but then the never mind. The, yeah, then the second move. Yeah, okay. You yeah. Have to remind me. <laughs> 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 oh, All right. Well, uh, that has been today's episode. I know it was supposed to be mostly focused on Bane, but we kind of derailed that train real early and kept derailing it. But it was it was it was fun. It was a great conversation. Rampage, you were an absolutely amazing first guest for our show, and I couldn't have think of another best first guest that we could have had thank you so much for being on the show would you like to tell our fans where they can find you and your content yeah for sure thanks man and, and i really appreciate being here thanks for having me on and you guys are awesome to talk to and and you guys obviously have way more uh legends knowledge than i've been able to acquire but like i, I want to get to the end and and then just to, like I want to get all the knowledge, just like Bane, you know, and just have, and be able to wield it all. So you guys, uh, anybody can find me on Twitter at Rampage Tweets, and it's um, at Rampage T W E E T Z, not S. So and then uh, and you can find me on YouTube, Rampage Reviews. I don't know if it's I don't know if the tag is uh, YouTube.com/slash/RampageReviews. I think there's like some string of numbers, but if you search for Rampage Reviews, you should be able to find me. And I've got some weird first videos because that was like my phase of not wanting to spoil the books but then after like when i started coming back and doing it i because that was like three years ago me doing it and lately when i've been doing it i just said fuck it i'm just going to talk about the book i don't care if i spoil it you know <laughs> like i just want i just want to talk about it so um so if you do watch the videos just be prepared they're there's they're spoiled but i do have my upcoming reads in the description on the video so that my next three books i always have listed in the description in case people want to um, get into it before they watch my videos that we can start that conversation so yeah all right guys well we will be sure to include a link to his twitter and to his youtube in the channel description so be sure to check it out to make sure you can follow him for some really awesome book reviews and some pretty cool diablo gameplay honestly i, I be, that's what i'd be watching when you talk <laughs> it's really awesome to see the the playthroughs that he includes with his reviews but yeah make sure you give him a follow he's been he's been absolutely interacting with uh you know this guy on twitter and just you know getting to finally talk to him on our podcast has been an absolute blast if i mentioned it but that is our show for today everyone be sure to tune in on tuesdays for our regularly released force facts where you can get your weekly force fact from us here at the force unscripted so make sure you are following us to stay up to date with all of your the force unscripted content follow us on twitter at force unscripted and search the force unscripted on anywhere you watch or listen to rather for your podcast it's just simply the force unscripted but until next time peace out girl scouts may the force be with you and we will catch you on the next one